0: What's going on, guys? Welcome to episode 12 of Beyond the Rink. Myself, Kevin Wu, and my co-host, Mitch Islam. This week on the show, we've got a stalwart in the figure skating world up in Canada. Um, She's pretty well-known worldwide as well. Uh, Amazing photographer to kind of flip the scenes a little bit and and get uh, a different look at the sport of figure skating. Let's welcome on to the show, Miss Danielle Earle. Hello. Hello, hello. Good
1: morning, Danielle. And I, I gotta say, Kevin, I'm feeling a little bit out of place. I'm on, uh, I'm on the line with two uh, experienced photographers, and you know me, I, I guess I, I know I, how to I, take a picture on my iPhone. But I
0: don't know if I'm experienced. You know,
2: whatever it works.
0: Danielle's got the experience <laughs> on us.
2: Yeah, but Kevin, you take some really beautiful pictures as well.
0: Oh, thank you. That means a lot.
1: Yeah, you guys aren't helping the whole situation of me feeling out of place here.
2: Um, <laughs> no, your photos are beautiful as well. I just haven't. <laughs> I've
1: seen them as much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one of the one of the reasons I love you Danielle you're uh, ever ever the optimist and ever the, you know positive as uh, as they come and again we're we're really excited to have you on Danielle and we're we're going to pick your brain a little bit this morning and uh, let our listeners in uh, in a little bit on who you are uh, as a person and what has made you so successful in this Dan- industry. So let's
0: Danielle real Let's quick. start young. No, real oh, quick. Yeah? Real quick. I got to get a story out. When's the first time you shot Mitch? Oh geez! Do you remember? Oh, do you remember when you guys met?
2: Yeah, I do. Actually, it's so funny. Um, the first, like unofficially, I was in the audience um, at Junior Nationals in two thousand seven. Oh geez! <laughs> and I think Mitch won silver that year.
1: <laughs> I think you're right.
2: Um, because we were hosting. It was in Halifax, and we That's were right. um, billeting a skater in KW, and she was competing at Junior Nationals. And I'm from Halifax, so we were like, Oh, what a perfect excuse to go to nationals. And I remember, I think you did like a flamenco program that
1: year. Yeah, you're right. Wow. that uh, that was
2: my <laughs> that's a good first memory.
1: year junior. Yeah. With my with oh. my first partner, Joanna. So that's, you're going way back in the, uh, back. <laughs> yeah,
2: 2007,
1: 13 years ago. Hey, eh? that's, um, that's yeah. incredible. You know, you've, <laughs> you've, you've shot me over the years and, and again, I'm, I can't uh, stress enough the, the quality of your work and, how you bring, uh, how you bring what skaters do on the ice and what we work so hard to do, how you really bring that to life in, in a moment is, is quite something special. Um, so you're, you're from, you're from Halifax, Daniel, I'm learning already. I, I actually didn't know you're from the East coast. So you talked yeah. a little bit about, uh, growing up out East and how did you get in? Did you get involved with, with figure skating at all at a young age? Were you on the ice?
2: Um, I grew up, uh, I was born and raised in, um, lower Saxville, Nova Scotia, um, so and I started skating when I was like four or five in skate. My mom um put us in skating, my sister and I, um and swimming and you know, like all the regular kid things. <laughs> yeah. And um we ended up just loving skating. My mom ended up the president of the skating club in Sackville. Um she has always been involved. <laughs> yeah, no um, surprise there. We're gonna talk about Irene. <laughs> <laughs> we love Irene. Um, and, uh, then when I was, uh, 11, we moved to Ontario to Kitchener Waterloo for, um, my parents' job. So, um, and then I ended up skating at the Kitchener Waterloo Skating Club, just recreationally. I was never like good. (laughs) I just liked it for the social aspect, for that, um, exercise aspect. Yeah. I was very much a recreational, like junior bronze level (laughs) skater. (laughs) Um, but I had fun and then, um, yeah, I, then I ended up retiring cause I got an injury and moved into photography basically.
1: <laughs> and so what, uh, around what age was that? You said you moved to, to Kitchener-Waterloo and obviously that's where I know you as being from. Um,
2: yeah, I was, um, 11,
1: 11. Okay. And then you skated a little bit, uh, in Kitchener-Waterloo as well.
2: Yeah. For, I skated a lot longer than like, um, I always <laughs> remember it wrong. Like I always say I skated and then I quit and then I started photography, but I overlapped for a while, like four or five okay. days. Okay. It overlapped.
1: <laughs> and talk a little bit about that, Danielle. How did you get into photography? And obviously we know how, how that is going now, but, um, <laughs> okay. how, as a young person, you know, how did you first pick up that camera, start taking shots and, and kind of get enthralled with the whole uh, concept of, of photography?
2: Yeah, for sure. Um, So I had a, so, you know, KW was like a big pair school for a while. I had a friend who um, was doing a tryout back, I don't know, maybe like 2006, 2007. And um, my mom had just gotten this like tiny little digital camera for the family. And and I really wanted to play with it, except for she was like, no, (laughs) this is a very (laughs) expensive thing. I'm not letting you touch this. Hands off. (laughs) Yeah, it's mine. And I was like, but what if I just took pictures of Katie um, during her tryout? And she was like, fine, I'll be there so I can supervise. <laughs> I was like 13, I think, 13 or 14 at the time. So I ended up taking pictures of her tryout. And then I really loved it. And this camera, like 2006, 2007 was when the digital camera was still pretty like new. Right, <laughs> like uh, yeah. Like the consumer. So it wasn't the greatest camera of all time. But um, we had been using a film camera up to that point. So (laughs) it was great. Um, So I, and I ended up loving it. And I, so every week they did spins on Saturday. So we'd go back and I'd take more pictures of all the teams. Um, So, uh, and then we also billeted ice dancer, an ice dancer. I don't know if you know, you know, would know Alex Green.
1: Yeah, I remember him.
2: Okay, so he um, lived with us for okay. a while, and because we never wise uh,
1: have, just I got interrupt. Never wise yeah, to, yeah. House an, to house an ice dancer, Danielle. We're, we're a, a different breed, and you know, high maintenance and all those things. So,
2: uh-huh.
1: <laughs> um, just future reference, I try to avoid that at all costs. But uh, very very <laughs> yeah, generous, sure. very generous of you. <laughs> you started shooting these sims. I actually remember the the whole Saturday morning simulation in KW. Um, that was kind of a institution for a while I even uh did some of them myself so you started shooting these these simulations and and so did you have people interested in your work like right away you're kind of shooting these photos of the simulations of people going hey ah, you know what these are these are some good shots let's uh well, let's
2: start
1: let's start buying some some shots from her is that kind of how that evolved?
2: Um, kind of, I was like very much of the mind that I didn't want to like make money. It was just something fun that I was doing and I enjoyed it. So I just would put everything on Facebook and when Facebook was like really in Mm -hmm. (laughs) and um, like the heyday and I would just create these albums and albums of photos and like tag all the skaters and the parents. And, and, and I think that's kind of how it started. Um, Mm -hmm. and I was really lucky that I had a, like, the group of parents and skaters there were so like supportive of, um, my growth, like in terms of, like, let me take so many pictures. Like, who am I? Like they just right. let me take so many pictures of their kids, which now, I don't know. It would be a lot, I think a lot different. Cause hmm. like, who is this random kid? Just taking yeah. pictures of my kid. But, but <laughs>
0: how, how old were you thinking, when you were, uh, shooting at KW doing that?
2: Um, I think I was, like between like 13 and 15. Okay.
1: okay. So you're pretty young. Yeah, you're right. And you're, yeah. you're, you're in there doing your thing. And, and so, yeah, how continue talking about that evolution? How did that uh, sort of wind yeah, up turning then, into a business?
2: <laughs> a bit of a long winding road, but I'll kind of keep it sort of brief. I um, yeah. ended up, um, the, so, you know, the competition summer sizzle. Yes. Um, the, I, it's usually hosted at Kitchener-Waterloo and I wanted to take pictures of the, the KW skaters, but the photographer there who was like the vendor for Western Ontario, um, mm-hmm. he, uh, he thought I was selling them. So he thought I was taking away a business, which is totally mm. a fair. Right. Assumption. Yeah. It yeah, yeah right. Me at the time, but it was totally <laughs> fair assumption. And so he like asked that I, I not take pictures. And um, one of the board members at the time, um on west on the western ontario board um suggested with a friend of my my mom's cuz my mom was on the board of KW right and he suggested that i ask the photography vendor if he was looking to hire um a photographer like to help him out at competitions throughout western ontario uh and i was i think 14 at the time and i was like oh i don't know what like i just like doing it for fun not really yeah, you like didn't. You hard. didn't have to pay bills yet, right? Yeah, yeah. I was very blessed. <laughs> Fourteen, I was like living my best life, uh, taking pics and having fun. And then um, when I turned sixteen, I got a cell phone, and I started having to pay for that. And um, <laughs> and then I was like, oh shoot, I do need a job. <laughs> so this isn't.
1: This isn't just going to be for fun anymore.
2: Yeah, unfortunately, gosh, this sucks. <laughs> so, but I had started working for I Like I said no for a little bit and then I ended up emailing him and he said he wasn't really looking for someone at the at the time so I was like okay I guess it's just not meant to be and then a few months later he emailed me and he said oh sectionals is coming up and we need somebody to um, take photos of the podium would you be like interested in doing that and I was like okay yeah for sure like I get to go on a trip with my friend Ooh that was the same girl that I took pictures of the tryout. (laughs) Um, So I was like, okay, yeah, we'll have fun in the hotel. I'll take some pictures. We'll go home. It'll be a fun time. And then um, when I got there, his um, friend who was helping him at the time with photos on the second ring didn't um, show up. He was like caught in traffic or something. So he was like, can you go and take pictures? of the second rank and I think this was in two thousand and eight and I was like, Oh I thought I was just here to do podium photos I'm not prepared. <laughs> I don't <laughs> have a threat. camera. <laughs> and he was like, Oh no, you can use my gear and um you just like and he just like sent me out there and was like hopefully it turns out <laughs> and I'll it to like, the one, walls. Yeah. one of my first times. And I was using a completely different camera system. Like he uses a Canon. He used a canon and I was like Nikon user, so I was like, mm-hmm. I don't know what I'm doing, where are the <laughs> menus? Holy crap. But I went out there, I remember very specifically my first gear that I shot, it was Pear, and it was Mike Marinero and Margaret Purdy Oh wow, wow. two thousand and eight. Back wow. in the vault in Sarnia and I was I was like, Oh no, I don't know what I'm doing <laughs> But it was very um, but then he like liked the pictures and the owner of this business and so he kept me all weekend and I was like wow okay maybe I will enjoy this more. As a Yeah
1: comes. and the rest as they say is history so that yeah. that relationship talk a little bit about how that evolved and and when was it that you sort of took that step out on your own and and, and maybe before you comment on that I just want to say Danielle it's funny to, to listen to someone as um, you know experienced and as professional and as successful as you same, the same things as, as lots of people experience with, with that new job. You're kind of thrown to the wolves at one point or another and you feel like you have no idea what you're doing and, and you just kind of make it work. And, and it's funny how when when you have that attitude and you just kind of make things work, it, it, uh, it often does. And, and again, one thing leads to the, to the next and look at the success you have now. So I, just, I thought that was interesting. But um, yeah, talk a little bit about how that, uh, that relationship uh, evolved and, and when did you take that first step out on your own?
2: Yeah, so I worked for him for about four years, Um, and then so from fourteen to eighteen ish, and then um, and like in that I started to kind of build um, my own little business, very like unofficially, very small. (laughs) And I only wanted to do like my very first competition I did as a company was um, Special Olympics. Because it oh, cool. was like sixty skaters and <laughs> like half a day, and I was like, "That's all I can handle." It's very stressful. <laughs> <laughs> um, but um, I think around like seventeen is when I officially, maybe it was later than that. It was twenty twelve. However old I was in twenty twelve, <laughs> um, okay. is when I officially like registered my company. But okay, I ended up leaving after four years because um the man who owns the company he had a daughter in skating and he was kind of using the revenue from from what I understand he was using the revenue from that to like help supplement the skating bills and his okay. daughter was retiring so he was kind of like phasing out.
1: So 2012 was around then when you yeah, quote-unquote yeah. incorporated yourself and yeah um, so what kind of were you completely I mean I know and we'll talk about your mom Irene and you know what a fantastic addition and help to your team um, she is but were you very much on your own at, at this point or, or did you have that support system? And, and how did that, uh, you know, the, the, first couple of months, the first couple of years of having your own company, how, how was that process?
2: Yeah. My mom is definitely instrumental in uh, my business. She's right. been my rock and like, mm-hmm. biggest supporter since day one. It was really scary. Well, I was, um, at college for photography, which I never ended up, um, completing, <laughs> um, and I like had got, I, it was very hard to get, cause we had to be, um, have a contract with each of the sections. So at the time, Ontario was separated into the four sections right. and the Western Ontario contract was still with the guy that I was working with. And okay. so I really only, in central was also working with him. So I was thinking I would be able to kind of like get in with Eastern Ontario, which is like the Ottawa area which is far, but I was in Toronto so at the time, so it was like easier to, to get up there. And um, they had offered their contract to another guy who didn't want to take it, but I didn't know at the time. So I had emailed them and they said, oh, we've already offered our contract to somebody else. But then this man called me while I was at college and he was like, I don't want this contract. Is this something that you would like? I've seen your work a lot on Facebook, and I just thought maybe you would like like to, to do something like this. And I was like, oh, how is this opportunity just, like, landing in my lap?
1: Yeah, that's
2: amazing. That's, like, the part where, like, I hated college so much. I was like, how do I get out of, like, doing another semester? I just was not for me. Um, and then this guy calls, and I'm like, aha, <laughs> here it is. This is the turning point of my life. Right. So I called my mom, and I was like, oh, this man just told me that, he doesn't want the contract for Eastern Ontario. And he offered it to me. And I, and my mom's like, well, you're going to take it. <laughs> Is this not what you've been working for? <laughs> and I was like, oh, I mean, yes, but it's, I don't know if I have the, like the stuff. I, do I have people? Do I have equipment? But I ended up taking it and we just kind of mowed through. and um, And then it grew and grew. And now we're here.
0: That's pretty awesome. Like your mom supporting you to just kind of. Yeah go off, I'll say off the deep end a little bit, but a little you know, bit. not the traditional route, right? That I think everyone's like, Oh, I'll go to college, go do this. And yeah, then you'll find your success. And it's not always the case. And you kind of worked your tail off to get to where you're at. Um, just to even have that opportunity. I, I mean, from a young age to just put yourself out there take all the photos. I mean, you're not getting paid, mm-hmm. you're doing it for fun and you just kind of followed your passion. But, um, that's why i think good fortune comes to people that just work their tail off in the end you know i was just
1: i was just gonna say the exact same thing kevin it's uh you gotta be good to be lucky right and so it's yeah it's it's awesome to hear about that you know that opportunity kind of i guess quote unquote falling into your lap and you call it a turning point but you you had put in the work to that point you you were you know promoting your work whether it was through facebook and again, you're putting in the work, you're, you're sitting in a college classroom, right? Studying, uh, studying your craft and, um, what do you know that, uh, yep. falls into your lap? And, and now you're the, now you're the gal. Now you are the gal, aren't you? So oh, did I you,
2: what,
1: how did, how did <laughs> things sort of, um, come into fruition with Skate Canada and talk a little bit about your involvement with Skate Canada and just what, what that relationship has been like both professionally and, and personally for you?
2: Yeah. You know, I, um, don't really remember how that happened. If I'm being honest. Um, I
1: live in the present. Uh
2: yeah, I just forget everything that
1: happened. <laughs> now. That's um, why you take pictures, right? So you can remember that, things.
2: Quite honestly, yes. Yeah. <laughs> um I what was it? I think maybe around oh my gosh, maybe like mm, after s- maybe like twenty sixteen ish. Okay. I was going to say 2015,
0: 2016, because I remember your name came up um, when we were talking about photos with Jackson. And, and Oh, that yeah. Was, you know what? Yeah.
2: It probably was. Oh, that's when I started doing Challenge in 25th, 2015. Right. I had messaged them, and I was like, if you need a vendor for Challenge, it's in Montreal. I'm in Montreal a lot. Um how are you, girl? <laughs>
1: like, batting your eyelashes, <laughs> batting your eyelashes. I love it.
2: And I think they were like, they were like, I don't know if we're gonna have a vendor. They hadn't had one in a while, um, so they were like, well, we'll talk about it and we'll get back to you. And then, um, and they had seen me at events like um, Skate Canada International and that kind of stuff before, but I didn't. I don't think they knew like the bread and butter of my business is the vendor side. Right. So I like, had to kind of explain to them what we offered to skaters like in that regard. And then once we kind of showed them, I guess, they, they decided to take a chance. And, uh, and then 2015 was, I think, the first challenge that I did. And then kind of slowly grew into other events. Because I know <clears throat> Stepan worked for them for a long time. And he does incredible work. Yeah, big Um, fan of Stefan, yeah. Me too. I was like, he was my idol when I was young.
1: Yeah, good, (laughs) good, really professional, good guy.
2: Yeah.
1: We actually had him out at, uh, sorry to interrupt, Danielle. We actually just wanted to say we had him out at a simulation uh, last, uh, I guess it was a couple weeks ago now. But yeah, I mean, the... And I, and I want to say this, I guess I'm turning it into a compliment for your, for your industry, but just kind of the professionalism you guys show when, when you show up at the rink on those early mornings. It's cold, but you're out there passionate, shooting and, and bringing, you know, you, really what you're doing is bringing joy to these skaters when they step off the ice and, and see that picture of themselves, that perfect shot that you've captured. And um, yeah, it, it really is incredible. Sorry, sidebar. I just I had to get that oh. in there, but um,
2: <laughs> <going>. go on,
1: <laughs> go on. <laughs>
2: As long as you want to talk, (laughs) Um, (laughs) Uh,
1: Danielle's like I thought this was about me though.
2: No, no, (laughs) we can make (laughs) it about you.
1: (laughs) I'm I'm sorry. So, so go on.
2: Um. Anyway, yeah. So then I just kind of they they kept hiring me for like certain things, I guess that Stefan wasn't uh, available for, and then kind of just blossomed from there. I (laughs) I don't know
1: and you say blossomed i mean it's uh let's jump into it so you get you get the call for for 2018 games
2: what's oh, that yeah. like
1: talk talk um, about that and all it's uh all its glory yeah. and what what is, what does that mean to you kind of from a professional uh, standpoint how how special is that
2: so special it's like well it's similar to an athlete like
1: right 100% like the, pin-
2: the pinnacle of yeah. like, i i it, when i got back i was like oh, no, like, what now? Like, I don't-
1: <laughs> that calm down is sharp, know,
0: okay.
2: isn't it? I don't know how, like, I was so depressed afterwards. It was bad.
0: was anyway, real. But, like, it's... being
2: there was great. <laughs> um, when I, I actually went for um, a website called Golden Skate. Um,
0: yeah.
2: And when we applied, uh, it was kind of, like, a little bit past the deadline. She was like, we'll, we'll apply for experience so that in 2022 we'll know mm-hmm. what to do. <laughs> blah 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 I was like okay cool um and so we applied and I was like we moved on It was like okay well that was fun whatever <laughs> yeah and then in February of 2017 I got an email that I I almost deleted because I thought it was bam <laughs> that was like oh my gosh congratulations you've been like uh, allotted one photographer position for like 2018 Olympics Boom. So Okay. (laughs) Wait. What? And do you fall?
1: So do you like? Do you fall into your chair at that point? Like, what was that? What was that moment like?
2: Yeah, I looked at it and I read it like four or five times, and I was like, "Is this a (laughs) a practical (laughs) joke?
1: Should this have gone to my
2: junk folder?" Like, is this? Do I email them back and say, "I think this is"? Are you? Is this the right person? Like, are you?
1: Oh gosh.
2: Um. So my mom was at a competition in Oshawa and I was at a competition as well so i was just reading it on my phone and i texted her and i was like i think i'm going to the Olympics," (laughs) and she was like wait what (laughs) so she called me and i was like i read her the email she just like immediately started to cry (laughs) oh
1: that's amazing
2: and i was like oh okay (laughs) i just was like in shock for so long and then i was like how am i gonna how am i gonna go to korea
1: (laughs) yeah
2: it took me a really long time to like process it (laughs) for sure eight like it's not real
1: <laughs> and so that's about that's about a year before the games actually uh-huh. takes place so did did it take some time to actually kind of set in was there a moment you know even months later where it all kind of set in and then you realized what uh what you had kind of accomplished or, or was it that very first moment uh that you that you read the email it, it kind of sunk in right away what what was that year like danielle in preparation <laughs>
2: It was a lot of paperwork. (laughs) It took me me like maybe a couple of days and then they sent the first, um, like you have to like apply to go into the media village and kind of like put a whole bunch of payments down. And as Uh, soon as I put down that first payment, I was like, okay, well I guess I'm going. (laughs) (laughs) This is real now. A lot of my money. So (laughs) (laughs) I guess I'm committing. And then when I bought the flight, like a year, almost, like just over under a year before I was like okay I have the flight booked I this is happening it's real and then I just like worried for the rest of the year <laughs> I was like, wait, what if I just spent all this money and it's still not legit
1: <laughs>
2: now you're really <laughs>
1: now you're really starting to sound like an athlete literally <laughs> that's like that's our thought process for sure um that that's amazing and even just hearing you tell the story puts a huge smile on my face danielle talk about talk about the experience now so you get you get off the plane you're in korea what kind of what kind of memories do you have is there things that stand out um you know we'll talk a little bit about the specific events you did but what's that like stepping into the village and you know for 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 a lot of us, like myself, and and for Kevin, we don't see that side of the games, that media side of the games, and I I know it's a whole other animal. I mean, I walked into those media buildings that are l- literally the biggest buildings that are, uh, uh, you know, at at the venue. Yeah, exactly. Like it's it's literally the the biggest uh, situation. So, what's that like? What what what's that process like? Stepping off the plane and and how did you sort of settle into uh, the games?
2: Yeah, I was. Um terrified I was gonna get lost <laughs> I didn't it was very clear <laughs> what I didn't realize that when you when you land there you're not it's not like you're in that country it's more like you're in the Olympics so yeah like everyone you wear your accreditation and like everyone's like oh this is where you go this is yes. where you go next So it's, but it's like very impossible to get lost which <laughs> <This> is great <laughs> good, good I, for people like you I guess directionally challenged like you would not believe <laughs> uh so we I got there and I was like I it was just so impressive and so I was with um Greg Coles and I came in on the same flight so we went up to the main press center the first night and it was just it was so big and so beautiful and I was just like this is unreal <laughs> just unreal
1: <laughs> yeah that kind of like I made it moment yeah
2: like a little look, bit look
1: mom it, i made it i'm here
2: uh yeah and my my mom and my sister actually came as well
1: oh amazing Ooh, to the awesome.
2: olympics um which is really cool because i my sister currently lives in halifax um because for school and right. um so we don't i don't see her as much so it was kind of nice to to um like all three go so i didn't yeah, see that's them, like 90 percent of the time i was there <laughs> no <laughs> Yeah, and then uh going into the, the main rink was kind of just mm-hmm. like the moment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was so purple. <laughs> the the colors of the Panchang Olympics were purple and I was like, Wow, this is really a match <laughs>
1: this, this is meant to my
2: be. color is purple. <laughs> it
1: was all meant to be. <laughs> let's let's chat about the, the events that you did at the Olympics and I wanna talk a little bit. Kevin actually filled me in about um you know the the media types you guys have a draw of your own and so I want to talk a little oh, yeah. bit about that but um w- was there a draw at the Olympics or w- were the events predetermined um for the for the media um personnel or um talk a little bit about uh about that process of uh discovering which events you were going to be covering and then let us know what it was like covering those events um so at the Olympics uh
2: there is everything is tiered so um, basically, every competition I've ever been to, it's been a draw, which is like a big thing. Everyone like pulls their number, and then they get to pick their spot. But right. at the Olympics, you go to the press center and you you pick up tickets because figure skating is uh, so popular. They have to ticket the media so that there's they don't like have too many media for the number of like spots. Right. So every uh, other day, you have to go up to the main press center, which was like an hour and a half bus ride, and it's closed at a certain time so it's like a very small window where you you run up after the event and you get your tickets and and then um that kind of tells you what section your media credential is for okay so um and so a lot of them, most of them <laughs> are like elevated positions, so I was in like the x and b section a lot, which are um one section behind the judges and then two sections behind okay. the judges. Um, but then there's also the floor, um, the field of play tickets. That you, okay. that you, if you're very lucky, <laughs> you can get, um, which I somehow, I think it was an accident, but I got floor, field of play tickets twice.
0: Oh, wow. Um,
2: yeah. Is it just, is and, it random uh,
0: or is it like first come first serve um, for that?
2: It, so they tier the media in terms of like, um, websites will be like, like the lowest tier. Um, then like, um, n- what am I trying to say? Federation networks. That a, governing, you, like, yeah. yeah, the governing bodies. Like, the TV networks and agencies get like the top tier. With right. The field of play positions typically. And you get like one or one or two per country or something like that. Okay. Um, I don't know like the full ins and outs, but <clears throat> It's it's pretty exclusive to get field of play, and yeah. I was like wet working for a website, so I was like bottom tier, which is wow. totally fine. Like being there was enough, and then but then the guy handed me the field of play tickets, and uh, for the pair short and the pairs long, and then within field of play tickets, that's where the draw comes in, <laughs> if I remember okay, correctly. yeah, okay, but it was yeah. such a blur. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah. So you kind of, like, reach into this bag and you pull out, like, a little square. It looks like a Scrabble piece. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and then every person in the room gets theirs. And then number one is the first person who draws. And they pick their spot. And then the second person, et cetera, et cetera. So usually I'm, like, 25. So <laughs> I get the leftovers. But it's fine. <laughs> And That's is it point. it
1: is it in any way like the when the figure skaters draw, is there a you know, sort of relatable um thing that a media type would draw and you know, when that skater pulls skating first and everyone kinda goes, ooh, and starts clapping <laughs> for them. Is there is there sort of the feel you know, the yeah. the, the courtesy clap or the courtesy ooh for, for for the media personnel when they when they draw something?
2: It's a little bit Similar, but it's kind of the opposite. If somebody pulls out one, everyone's like, "Oh man!" <laughs> like, like the courtesy clap for themselves because they're not going to be the first person. <laughs> but uh, similar idea.
1: Yeah, yeah, <laughs> definitely. You're still getting those butterflies at the draw. That's uh, that's funny. So you you draw the field of play for the for the long and the short um, pairs, and yeah. so sort does of that that plays out. You, you're you're stand down at the board level for for those uh events what, what was that like
2: oh uh, unbelievable i yeah the boards first of all they're the the, the like bunch boards that yep. for the speech they're so thick. right yep <laughs> um so i feel very short behind them <laughs> um but it was so it was like really really cool and the swiss timing guys we see them at every event Mm -hmm. We were there, so it kind of just felt like a little bit like a regular competition, only right not. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I got the judges' side for the pair short, which is like unheard of, yeah, yeah. And then for the free, um, I got opposite of the judges, and the free, the pair's free was like my nightmare event for for the Olympics (laughs) because my camera broke. Oh Oh, no, no. and I was freaking out, but.
1: Oh my gosh!
2: So how how far nice. into the
1: how far into the event is it? Oh, well,
2: I can poop out exactly three quarters. Of the way, <laughs> I bet you can. <laughs> three quarters of the way through Aliona and Bruno's free skate.
1: Oh,
2: and uh, we still had and Megan and Eric of uh, Genya and um, Vladimir and we um, uh, and Han. Yeah, oh my goodness. I was like, Well, there's the podium. My camera's broken. I was having a panic attack because you can't leave the field of play once you're there, um, unless it's like a Zamboni break. And so I was like, Well, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do? I didn't bring my backup body because I'm an idiot. I uh, was having a heart attack. I was like, Don't cry, don't cry. Crying is not the answer. (laughs) Crying is not the answer. Um, So I was like, and everyone, almost everyone, shoot Canon cameras at the Olympics. So those oh. like big white lenses that you see, that's mm-hmm. a Canon camera. So I was trying to see if there was anybody in my field of play section that had a Nikon camera that maybe I could like beg, borrow, or steal <laughs> um, <laughs> their backup body. <laughs> and yeah. I was so lucky that the Canadian pre- press photographer Paul Chapin was there. And he shoots Nikon as well, and I have oh. worked with him, a few, like the like as colleagues, um, yeah. at a few events beforehand. So I, I very bravely went up to him and I said, "Paul, is there any any chance <laughs> for, <laughs> for the last four shooters just borrow your hammer just for a minute?" <laughs>
1: oh and my you, gosh.
2: Looked at me and he was like, "Are you serious?" And I was like, well, "Yeah, I'll give DMs. you my so left like, pinky lying. for this." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but and and I was like, "Yes, unfortunately, my camera broke and my backup body is not here." <laughs> and he was he gave he very kindly gave me his camera wow. to use. And that's I incredible. Well, like uh, just truly incredible. And afterwards, I went back to the press tent and i was telling greg and another photography from uh, photographer from i think Reuters or i don't know one of the agencies and, and he was like you're very brave i would not have been brave enough to ask a fellow yeah. photographer to borrow and i was like i didn't have another choice <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, survival mode yeah like i like this is what i gotta do because i will not mess up this moment <laughs>
1: Yeah, I mean that's incredible. Talk about talk about an Olympic kind of an Olympic moment in and of itself uh, happening on the other side of the
2: board, eh? Yeah, I it's just yeah, and I felt so stupid afterwards. But you know, it's a good like learning experience. And now I For never sure. leave without two cameras in my hand. For sure. So did you
1: ever did you ever figure out what happened? Not that I would know the technical ins and outs, but did it yeah. just kind of die on you or what?
2: Yeah, the shutter broke. So sometimes oh. cameras have like a shelf life. <laughs> um and so i just like ran through the shutter because you know my cameras get used a lot
1: yeah (laughs) yeah
2: the good thing about the olympics is that at the main press center they have a camera tech on site that will do like repairs and and like gear loaning um so all i had to do was bring up my camera to the the nikon tech booth and they they've replaced the shutter and they lent me a camera for the day that they were going to take to do it so i was very uh lucky
1: yeah that's incredible so is that is
2: that uh
1: help me understand are those the only two events that you shot at the olympics daniel or is there more i uh
2: i shot all the figure skating events
1: oh i did not realize that
2: (laughs) every single one
1: if you had to pick an event that you enjoyed the most why what what event was it and why
2: uh, I think, too, the ladies' free program was incredible. Okay. Um, the mom, well, realizing, like, partway through Caitlin Osmond's long program that she was going to probably medal. Right. Was, like, I don't know I how I kept it together. I was, like, shaking. <laughs> I was so excited for her. Your shots are all blurry
1: because <laughs> you're shaking so much?
2: <laughs> I mean, honestly, <laughs> maybe <laughs> so. <laughs> so that was, like, the coolest moment. And then also um, Tess and Scott watching them skate for the last time competitively was mm-hmm. pretty cool <laughs> and, and pretty what, a per- cool.
1: what a performance that was too and I I know you know some of some of the shots are that you've taken are synonymous with their uh with their free dance program that was you know so gripping and got them that gold medal so can definitely understand that um <laughs> well that's incredible I didn't actually Danielle I didn't realize that um you did all four events so that's that's yeah. really cool to hear and
2: yeah,
0: so nice.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, obviously the Olympics is this incredible experience, this pinnacle, um, you know, professionally, and, and also just from an emotional standpoint, um, there's mm. nothing quite like it, but talk a little bit about, um, some of the other events you cover in figure skating, you know, from beginner level to the, to the highest level, what are, mm-hmm. what are some of your favorite events to cover and, and where are some of the places you like to be, um, to be working around the world and, and why?
2: Well, um, I my photographers will, like my team members will not agree with me on this, but so I love Star One competitions. They're so <laughs> cute. First of all, everyone is so teeny tiny, and it's just like they they just love skating at that point, and it's so yeah. like just like fun and games for them, and they're so excited to be like dressed up in their little skating dress, and and they're mm-hmm. so teeny tiny, and it's just very cute, <laughs> and it's I love like those are like just like. Part of the reason I love it so much is just because you get to watch kids grow up through the sport. Yeah. Um. But you know, I also enjoy going to worlds. Very cool.
1: For sure. For sure.
2: Um. Went. I went in Helsinki, and it was very cool. Boston was very cool. Um. Where have I been? Oh, Italy. Italy was fun. Where were
1: you? Where were you in Italy?
2: We went to Milan. Oh. For World right after the Olympics, it was. Uh, maybe health-wise, not the best choice I've made, <laughs> but, um, experience-wise, very fun. <laughs> do
1: you do any of the, and forgive my ignorance here, but do you do any of the Grand Prix events?
2: I do. Most, Obviously, uh, Skate canada but... Yeah, I tend to stick to North America. Okay. Just because usually the, um, travel costs are on me. <laughs> so... Right.
0: Sure. So, so you're you're paying your way to get to these events, but like is skate Canada subsidizing anything if you are shooting for them or the magazine or is it just um, mostly the press pass they pay for?
2: skate Canada is usually i um they will usually help um when I work for when I work for other um, publications usually um because they're pretty small, they don't really have um, the budget mm-hmm. for that, which is okay right. they pay me for like my time and stuff right but travel is like expensive
0: (laughs) yeah you you put a lot into it i know a lot of photographers you know in 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 the industry that that do and Mm -hmm. i think it gets underappreciated that it's like oh yeah no they're here skating for you know shooting for so on and so forth it's like well no but they're still there paying for it themselves you know it's not like (laughs) you're going on a free ride yeah
2: i'm still mostly funding it myself
1: (laughs) yeah yeah that's incredible and it's it i mean it speaks to your your passion for this craft of yours danielle just to even hear you say that you enjoy those star one competitions um almost the most that's i mean that's special right like the the success hasn't gone to your head you're obviously very humble full of humility and and you're in this for the right reasons you love you love to see the joy and and capture that joy and um, you know, that's, that's important. And that's, that's, uh, that's special to hear. And um, I just want to kind of commend you on uh, not letting your head get too big. Way to go, Dana. Oh, I'm, pr- I'm don't proud. Worry. Of you. <laughs> oh,
2: you know, Irene would never let that
1: happen. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of Irene, I, I, I mentioned off the top, we'd ask um, about your mother and, and anybody that knows you and your business knows who your mom is. She's, uh, as you kind of alluded to off the top, she's been a huge a um, huge factor for you and, and your success and, and pushing you to be all that you can be. And so how's Irene doing? I know she retired uh, just before pandemic, right?
2: Uh, a little bit before that, but yeah, She so in,
1: this was is is her, this is her this? first
2: like full year of
1: retirement. Right. <laughs> kind of a, kind of a weird year to, uh, to step into retirement, but is she enjoying the retired life? Is she, what's she doing to keep busy? And um, how is Irene? Oh, Irene is great.
2: She's, she, you know, She's keeping herself busy. She's gardening a lot. Well, she was now that it's winter, not so much.
1: <laughs> making um, snowmen
2: now she's making yeah, snowmen She's just gonna make some snowmen um She's volunteering uh yeah. at a uh, animal shelter. She's very passionate about cats. <laughs>
1: apple in the tree right i think there's somebody else on the line here that likes uh,
2: i have no idea (laughs) i don't know what you're talking
1: about
2: (laughs) we have three very fluffy cats
1: (laughs) and speaking of uh i mean speaking of pandemic danielle um Hmm. we'd be remiss if we didn't ask you just you know personally what kind of effect has this pandemic had on you, um, yeah. your health and, and, and your business? Like, I mean, obviously everybody's taken a hit economically speaking, financially speaking. Um, what is, what does 2020 look like for you? How are you handling it? How are you pushing through and, and what are you doing to make sure you're ready to hit the ground running when things get back to normal?
2: Yeah. I mean, it's been tough. I'm not going to lie. But I mean, for, the bread and for butter sure. of my business is, uh, events. So mm-hmm. the fact yeah. that there are no events makes it quite challenging. Yeah. Um, But I've taken, you know, the time, the downtime, I guess, to to rest, because usually I'm on the go Hmm. 11 out of 12 months a year. Yeah. So it's been kind of nice to um, have a a regular schedule, I guess, Mm because usually it's just go, go, go. Um, Right. And I've taken a lot of time to kind of plan um, on how to, to, as you're saying, hit the ground running. Mm-hmm. Uh, once things come back. I have a lot of big plans to hopefully expand um, my business a little bit so I can cover more events and different areas. Yeah. But you know, now I'm just like sitting here like, okay. Yeah, twiddling <laughs> your thumb. <laughs> yeah,
1: let's go. Rocking <laughs> back and forth in your chair. I know everybody uh pretty I much mean, it, it transcends figure skating, but uh yeah. you, I know you, all you of did stay
0: it. you did stay a little busy though. Some some of this uh Thing oh, called Battle of the Blades or something, I, I believe, did. up in Canada. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I, another, um, one of the, I guess I should just check my emails more often, but it was another <laughs> thing where I, I was like, I was like, this is also spam. Because <laughs> um, I got, um, I got an email. I had been talking with Sandra and the team at Insight a little bit over the summer about potentially um, working for Battle and, but they had said they had another photographer who they had worked with in the past. So I, I kind of wrote it off and I was like, okay, well, this isn't the year, that's okay. Um, and then uh, in September, when I was in Montreal um, for the ICE Academy of Montreal's live thing, um, I got a, a whole bunch of emails about like job training for, and I was like, why are you sending these to me? I am not hired. <laughs> It just hurts a little bit, oh. and then and then so I emailed her and I was like, "Hi, um, I'm not sure if I got these by mistake." And she's like, "Oh, you didn't get our email about your job offer?" I was like, "Oh no, I did not. I did not." So I was very confused, but I just need to check my emails more often. I more
1: Moral of the story, Danielle:
0: Are You check uh, the spam you folder. Check the spam folder. <laughs>
1: Yeah, check this. <laughs> check this spam folder. There's tons of job offers in there, Danielle. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so what was uh, how was Battle? I mean, for for our listeners that don't know, uh, Battle of the Blades. It's a show put on by um, CBC in in Canada. They team mm-hmm. up. Um, essentially, what they do is team up ex professional hockey players with um, with figure skaters, and then most of them, obviously the figure skaters are retired as well. Megan Duhamel will actually. Um, won the competition with her mm-hmm. uh, partner who played in the n h l Wojtek Wolski. um so a really cool show check it out guys if you if you haven 't seen it before but uh kind of an infectious feel good back to the roots and the enjoyment of skating type show yeah. and uh, but to be honest with you over the over the last six years or whatever they've i think that was season six they did and you can correct me if i 'm wrong there but uh, oh, just the the development of these hockey players and and they go the other way too right they have uh, male figure skaters guys like um Asher and Eric Radford mm-hmm. um skating with um females that were were you know on the Canadian national team or the US national team um just to see the sort of the advancement of these hockey players over the seasons and watching the the, the series this year it's like these are these are good programs like these guys are doing hard oh. stuff and the lifts they're doing I mean with the ease they're doing these these hockey players are refrigerators right so they're lifting your your megan's and your vanessa james's and then caitlin weavers and it's it it really is incredible and the level of the skating is awesome and so what what was that experience like for you um where were you sitting because you know a a lot of us know sort of the show from what we see on tv and um and what was it like this year kind of in in an empty arena traditionally obviously they've had a crowd um so what was your experience like this year on battle danielle
2: it was Um, incredible honestly I was so um, impressed with how um, passionate they like the production team was to keep everyone safe especially as things were kind of escalating yeah um, in terms of COVID but um, it was really fun like it was nice to be able to kind of I don't know it was the first time I had been back in the rink really since March And it was just really nice to be able to see kind of, you know, everyone, all the old favorites, (laughs) um, (laughs) just get back into the rink and, and and the rink, like the set that they created was so beautiful. Mm -hmm. I, the arches with the lights, man, I was like, I don't know how they did that, but incredible. Choking me up. (laughs) It's so good. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) But um, where was I sitting? I ran around a lot okay. <laughs> during that show. Um, as you as
1: you often do.
0: Were you the yeah. only one? Like you were the only photographer? Or did you bring somebody yeah. else with you? Oh, That's my God. Me. That's Little nuts. Me,
2: me myself, I and I. I'm like a crazy person. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, they had all those screens. Everything was like on a platform. So it was like almost impossible for me to get around. <laughs> and um, so I spent a lot of time like standing crouching behind the judges <laughs> um and then sitting on like the floor <laughs> where the hosts were getting on and off the ice but such
1: a such a glamorous lifestyle you lead then
2: very glamorous <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, so sure glamorous was, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure it was uh
1: yeah i'm sure it was as you kind of mentioned there it was nice to see um you know people you've been taking photos of mm-hmm. um for you know over a decade maybe closer to two um, and that's one of the that's one of the cool things about about you and your business, Danielle, is that you're kind of very intertwined in the figure skating sort of mosaic, especially here in, in Canada. Um, you're that you're that familiar face, and you know we we move around rink to rink, but uh, that that purple booth is always set up there, and you and your mom and whoever you have helping are always there to to smile and make us feel comfortable, and 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 obviously capture. Um, some incredible moments with uh, your camera. As long as your shutters aren't broken, right? Yeah, God bless.
2: As as, <laughs> it's, uh, it's like one thing that I always tell my new photographers when they come in is that um, every kid that they photograph is the most important person in the building while they're skating. Yeah. So, like, just to 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 keep that in mind and like front of mind is so important because like they spent hours, years. <laughs> you know a day whatever training just for mm-hmm. this like two minute program and it's so important to them so they have to like every like I really tell my team members like that kid is the most important person in the world
1: mm-hmm.
2: at that moment and you have yeah. to make feel like that because they like who knows if they're getting that anywhere else
1: right and that's I think obviously Danielle that's it's incredible to to hear you say that and I think that's one of the reasons you've you've been so successful and Maybe just we'll, we'll let you go here shortly. It's it, We've had a great chat with you this morning, but maybe just to finish with, what what is it that makes you so passionate about photography? What is it about taking that shot, getting that mom and dad and that skater sitting at your booth, going through your, your album of photographs that you've taken of, of them while they're competing, and they sort of, you know, they find that one photo and their eyes light up and they kind of realize um, you know, how, how much quality they're putting out on the ice, whatever it is.
2: Mm-hmm. Well,
1: what's, is, is that moment kind of part of it? What is it again, that makes you yeah. so passionate about this?
2: Honestly, that's like almost the entire thing. <laughs> like it's, it's being able to like capture who a skater is or like trying to mm-hmm. um, be able to capture who a skater is like behind the dress, behind the makeup, behind the like fancy, sparkly, whatever. Um, but like the, the kid that's putting in hours and hours of work into something that they love and just trying to like portray that through a photo. It's not, well, I don't succeed every time, but <laughs> yeah. but it's like important. Cause I never had photos when I skated. Like, mm-hmm. So, and it's something that, and it was such a big part of my life as a kid. I, it would have been nice, I think, to have something mm-hmm. like that. And it's just, and I also just love
1: figure skating yeah that you can't get around that one i was gonna say the bottom line danielle you're a skating fan aren't you
2: a (laughs) hundred percent yeah
0: has there been a moment because i know you just mentioned you know focusing on the kid that's on the ice that's the most important thing has there ever been a moment like a tessa and scott moment maybe where you're watching through the lens and you're trying to click but maybe it doesn't click and um because you're watching more than shooting
2: oh yeah sometimes at the beginning of the season i find myself like reminding myself that i have to uh, actually take pictures because i'm got <laughs> to work <laughs> yeah get to work danielle
0: i mean you're watching oh, skating it's a beautiful moment and you get the best seat in the house right i yeah.
2: am very lucky i often get the best seat in my house <laughs> a lot of the time actually i'll like take pictures and i just don't know what happened <laughs> i'll be like i hope they did they fall i don't know okay
1: good so, so i'm
2: not the only one then <laughs> yeah like uh, most of the time it's a lot like like you videoing i'm like well i mean looks great to me i don't know what actually happened but yeah
1: i kept them in I, the center of the frame so i went
2: exactly deserves a gold medal so
0: I mean, just listen to the results afterwards it tells you all you need to
2: basically.
0: know basically
2: yeah oftentimes i'll like look up yeah. yeah
0: same thing i look up and i see what like Oh, that's not a good score. But it looked good on camera, you know, the death drop was good. And...
2: Yeah, I'm like I don't as long as their costume was nice and they got a good like good couple pictures in there, I'm like, Well no. oh, there's a winner for Job, me. My job's done,
0: <laughs> sorry, skater. <laughs> no, last question. Wait. I was gonna say, um, you know, you've 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 come so far so quick. Um and it might not feel that way. So is there something, um, you would tell a young Danielle that's got her little point and shoot, uh, sitting at the rink on a cold Saturday morning that you've learned through all these years?
2: Um, yeah, I guess don't take for granted, um, the time that you get to spend just taking pictures. Cause especially now when I haven't really been able to do it as much because of COVID, <laughs> um, just like being able to go to the rink and just take photos for the like pure joy of taking photos. Don't take that for granted and just keep pushing. People don't take kids seriously sometimes. And, and so it becomes sometimes it's hard to to start a business when you're quite young. So just keep pushing, Mm
1: -hmm. keep on pushing. I love it. And I will remind you um, Mm -hmm. to be a little bit more successful. Just keep checking those emails
2: okay yeah I'll definitely <laughs> I Let's could you know what I, I
1: could I could be I could be your email assistant if you want you could uh, bring me onto your team and I could just check your spam folder all day long
2: you're hired absolutely <laughs> <laughs> I love I'll show it I'll give you the password after this
1: <laughs> I love it
2: thank you so much for having me yeah,
1: thank yeah you. this was great Danielle and um, yeah honestly looking forward to seeing it sometime soon
2: yeah me too fingers crossed sooner than later I hope you
0: guys all enjoyed that interview with Danielle Earl Uh, Danielle is definitely like I said earlier such a mainstay on the figure saving scene so it was cool to see a different perspective of you know, being on the other side of the boards and uh, I hope everyone is doing well after the holiday season here Uh, everybody stay safe as we head into Christmas and we'll keep pumping out some episodes for you guys to listen during the holidays thanks for tuning in and We'll see you next week. Cheers.